Mizzou fans, we can breathe a sigh of relief as it appears that Sam Horn is going to be just fine. Plus, speaking of Missouri fans, what do they expect me and people on the Mizzou beat to do when it comes to Isaiah Mosley? Let's talk about that and more coming up right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, all you true sons and daughters. I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. Thanks for making this show your first listen every day. And thanks for sending a friend to LockedOnMizzou.com to help spread the word about this program. And you know what? On today, on yesterday's show, I, of course, laid out the worst-case scenario for Sam Horn after he was removed from the mound after just an inning and a third and about 25 pitches of action pointing to his elbow. Lots of concern from just about all Missouri fans, including myself. Well, I laid out a worst-case scenario that involved Tommy John surgery, And I also laid out a best-case scenario that involved him missing significant time in spring football. Well, amazingly, it appears that Horn has actually avoided even that scenario. It seems like he's going to be doing even better than that. According to Eli Drinkwitz, Horn could be back throwing for the Tigers as early as Thursday because, according to Drinkwitz, quote, he suffered a sprain And that's an elbow sprain, I have to believe, and a forearm strain from a pitch he threw Saturday that's been MRI'd and has been examined by not only our orthopedist, but also a second opinion, and believe we have that diagnosed well. There was no damage to any ligaments. So again, obviously, if you're Sam Horn, if you're a Missouri fan, if you're Eli Drinkwitz, this is a massive sigh of relief because... We don't, obviously, Missouri does not know who its starting quarterback is going to be this fall yet. This is a real competition. And I think a lot of people around the program were probably hoping that Horn wins the job for a whole lot of reasons. He's the youngest of all the players, still has four years left of eligibility, a huge talent, all kinds of stuff. Had a year in the program longer than Jake Garcia, but I will say, as for Garcia, Drinkwitz had some interesting thoughts on Garcia as well. I was mentioning if Horn is out, well, it's going to be a huge opportunity for Garcia. Well, Garcia is going to have a big opportunity regardless. He's going to be getting a ton of shares of the snaps anyway, but again, according to Drinkwitz, he says, just watching the tape, I know he's got some natural arm talent there with a quick release. He's got good feet and an understanding of what it takes to be an offensive player. I like just being around him. He's got the right kind of persona, and I think he's done a really nice job of fitting in with his teammates and getting to know those guys. He's played, he's played in some big-time ball, and I think he knows what it takes to play the position. So again, just to have two guys that are big-time former high school prospects there. You got two guys with real legitimate talent there in Jake Garcia and, of course, Sam Horn as well. And, of course, Brady Cook is not out of the the discussion whatsoever despite the fact that he's got a few months ahead of him in terms of rehab, getting back to competition for sure. But, 
again, nothing but good news here for Missouri fans because yesterday it was really, really looking like bad news was very likely for Sam Horn in Missouri. Another thing Drinkwitz mentioned in his comments yesterday was that the motion that the quarterbacks and pitchers use, the strain that it puts on your elbow, is obviously very different. This is something I mentioned in my program yesterday as well. So that means that likely Horn will be able to get back to throwing the football more quickly than the baseball. And quite honestly, if I'm if I'm Eli Drinkwitz, I'm having a chat with the Missouri baseball program and letting them know I would really, really prefer it if maybe Horn is shut down baseball-wise for the next three weeks or so, at least until football practices are over. I, frankly, you know, I'm no expert in terms of orthopedic medicine whatsoever, but it sure seems like putting extra miles and strain on his elbow right now is not the best thing in the world. So let's maybe shut him down in terms of baseball for the next three weeks or so and, and then reevaluate after that. But you know what? Let's stick to the baseball or excuse me, let's stick to the football field, the gridiron here for just a minute. An interesting addition by the Missouri football team here recently. Witt Hafer, a six foot seven, two hundred and thirty pound tight end, a Missouri guy. And yes, as you may know, he is the son of former Missouri basketball player Jeff Hafer from Joplin, Missouri. So an interesting legacy addition here. Another interesting part of this, just from a bigger picture perspective, Missouri continues to add tight ends from the state of Missouri each and every year, seemingly under Drinkwitz, but Missouri's still looking for a tight end, still truly looking for that guy at that position. As you know, if you've listened to this program for a long time, I was a fan of Ryan Horstcamp going all the way back to high school. He's yet to totally emerge, and yet part of me wonders, is that him? Is it the way Drinkwitz uses tight ends? Is it something with the coaching there? I'm not totally sure, but I guess maybe developing tight ends is a lot more difficult than maybe we like to imagine sometimes. It's not as simple as just finding a guy who flamed out on the basketball court and adding him to your football roster. It's really not that simple. But speaking of guys who have a basketball profile, well, that certainly describes Witt Hafer, 6'7", 230 pounds. It would just be nice to see somebody at some point, whether it's Horst Camp, whether it's Gavin McKay, doesn't even matter to me at this point who it is. Just having a weapon in the offense at tight end at some point has got to help big time. You sure hope it's this season for Missouri. All right, well, I'm glad I've now, I think, fully updated all of you fine people on the Sam Horn situation because I think my worst-case scenario that I broke down yesterday, well, that was relevant for all of about an hour or so. I don't think ever, I don't think since... I did a big preview of the 2020 SEC tournament in basketball and had that thing canceled by the pandemic. Oh, f maybe even a few minutes after I released that show. I think, uh, I think not since then have I had something become irrelevant that quickly. But speaking of basketball, you know what? We are going to switch to basketball here in just a moment, we've got to talk about Isaiah Mosley a bit more. Of course, his status is up in the air for the final couple games of the regular season and, of course, the postseason as well. And that's a frustrating situation 
for Missouri basketball fans. I totally understand that. But at the same time, I have to ask those of you who want Missouri beat writers and maybe even myself to push harder and try to find out exactly what is going on here. Well, to me, the question is simple. Is that ethical? So let's talk about that. But first, I want to tell you about Built Bar. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, pool season is coming. It's coming in a couple months over at the Miller household. So you know what? I'm trying to look good with my shirt off. I don't want to look sloppy. I don't know about all you. I am an incredibly vain human being. But occasionally, I also like to treat myself as well. Well, that's where Built Bar comes in. Because instead of having all those candy bars that you buy at the impulse aisle with all the disgusting amounts of sugar. Well, you got to have built bar because you don't want all of the calories and sugar, but what you do want is the massive amounts of 17 grams of protein packed into each and every bar, but only 130 calories and four grams of sugar in a built bar. And you can find them of course at built.com But you can also today, if you can't wait that long, if you can't wait for UPS to get it to you, well, you know what? Head to your nearest Walmart or Sam's Club, find you a variety box, find out what you really, really like, and you know what? You can thank me later. Thanks for making Locked On Mizzou your first listen every day. Now for your second listen, check out Locked On College Basketball. Everything you need to know about college hoops in one digestible place. Plus, you got big name experts, insiders, coaches, and players as well on Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. And wherever you get your news these days about Missouri basketball. Well, nobody has any answers on Isaiah Mosley. And again, understandably, I, I, I get why Missouri fans are frustrated about this situation. I really do. In particular because, well, there was a bunch of games where Isaiah sat out, came back, seemed to get involved in the starting lineup and, and really just assimilated well into the team and all of a sudden, well, he's sitting out once again. So, so I get the frustration here. I get the, the lack of information causes a lot of speculation and all this kind of stuff. But I've also seen a lot of fans getting frustrated with people on the Mizzou beat, possibly even, even me. I, I, I don't know that anybody's frustrated with me per se, but I've definitely had people asking me questions like, hey, what, what's the inside scoop on Isaiah Mosley? What's the deal? What's going on with him? What do you know? And the God's honest is I've, I've looked around. I, I've asked people. I really have. I've back-channeled to all the people I know in Columbia, the various different parts of this town, different communities, in this town. I've been around this area for a long, long time. So I have some people that I know all scattered across Boone County. And you know what? None of them really know a doggone thing as far as I can tell. And certainly all of us have heard rumors, but none of the rumors really line up. And I'd just like to, to point something out here. Even if I did find out exactly what was happening with Isaiah Mosley, Well, would that even be ethical for me to come on this podcast and report that? Because, folks, we're not talking about state secrets here. 
This is not Edward Snowden stuff, okay? This is not the Pentagon Papers. This is basketball. And apparently this is a personal situation that is none of our business. I understand, again, that people want to know, but do they need to know? I understand that that's not a satisfying answer for people, but can we please live in reality? This is not that serious of a situation. What if Put yourself in his shoes. What if you have some personal situation that is either just of, again, a, a, an incredibly sensitive or personal nature, just whatever it might be, just there's lots of information about our own lives, whatever it might be, information that we don't want consumed by the general public. And again, that doesn't make you a bad person. It just makes you a human being. I, I don't know why this is hard for people to wrap their minds around, to be honest with you. And, and by the way, apparently Mosley had some sort of minor moving violation in the last couple months or so. Maybe he backed into a parked car or something in a parking garage, as far as I can tell. Well, I promise you that's not it. Over and over again, Dennis Gates has said, guess what? It's a personal thing. It's nothing related to disciplinary matters. Well, I have no reason to believe that he's lying about that. And first of all, guys don't sit out in college basketball. Important players don't sit out because they had a moving violation. See Brandon Miller, by the way, who is not sitting out for Alabama right now, just in case you don't believe me. And by the way, there is this whole thing, too. I will push back on the people who are kind of with me on this argument who will say, well, you know, these are just college kids. I will say that doesn't really matter to me in this particular case. And also, I think that term, when we call college basketball players athletes, when we call them kids, I also think that term is used very conveniently, depending on the situation, because no one seems to be, again, giving Brandon Miller a pass right now in the sports media because he's, quote, just a kid. Nobody is going for that right now. So again, even if I found out what was going on about Isaiah Mosley, if he doesn't want anybody else to know that, again, if it has nothing to do with anybody else and he's going to be sitting out for Missouri anyway, well, what have I really done other than essentially break his privacy? And for what? So a bunch of people are curious about something. A bunch of basketball fans can have their curiosity satiated. To me, this whole thing, if he doesn't want to share it, well, then I guess he's not going to share it. And that's kind of the end of the story. So stop picking on, you know, you can pick on the Missouri beat writers for some stuff, I suppose, but this isn't one of those situations. And again, Clearly nobody knows anything because I've lived in Columbia for a long time and in the past there's been rumors that have lined up about, say, just for example, Quinn Snyder in the past. Well, there were rumors rolling around years ago about him during sort of his demise as a Missouri coach. And guess what? The rumor was basically the same thing every single time and ultimately Quinn even himself basically confirmed said rumors. So I'm not going to get much more into it than that, but my point is, all this speculation and rumors, I've heard a bunch of stuff, none of it is credible enough to report, and also none of it lines up when it comes to Isaiah Mosley. That just tells me that nobody really knows anything except for the people who are really, really close in that inner circle and on the team, and none of them are talking. You know what, speaking of Quinn Snyder, 
He's got a new gig, and also Missouri on Senior Day, releasing some news on the opening Senior Day ceremony, so let's talk about that after these quick words. Only three guys on the Missouri basketball team are for sure gone and out of eligibility. That's Demoy Hodge, Trey Gomillion, and DeAndre Golston. Those guys will not be playing college basketball next season. But those are not the only three players that will be honored during the Senior Day ceremony. In fact, nine total players will be honored by Missouri. I bet a bunch of those guys will actually be back next season. Speaking of honoring, well, Nick Honor, I'd say, is probably the most likely to come back. In fact, just based on everything I've heard this season, including from Dennis Gates, he almost seems like a sure thing to come back for one more year. Now, Kobe Brown, that's another question. Kobe's played so well this year, he may have he may be taking his talents to the NBA. We'll just have to see. Anything less than that? Well, maybe he'll come back for another year. Isaiah Mosley, of course. I mean, my your guess is as good as mine, of course. And, well, the rest of the guys, we'll just have to see. Certainly, the Missouri basketball roster will be in a lot less flux than it's been the last couple years, I've got to imagine. But a couple of transfers is probably likely. That's just the reality of college basketball these days. But, you know, a guy who played maybe in the less transfer guy who coached in the less transfer heavy era for Missouri, Quinn Snyder, has landed back on his feet with the Atlanta Hawks. I actually predicted before the Lakers hired Darvin Ham, I really thought they might go after Quinn Snyder with his previous connections to that organization. But instead, Snyder ends up with the Atlanta Hawks, which I think is kind of an interesting move, not only timing-wise to hire to hire Snyder, not in the offseason, but just after the All-Star break here. That's fairly unusual. But I think it's interesting because Snyder seemed to have rehabbed and just gotten a lot out of some players that had been sort of given up on as major rotation pieces in the NBA. Probably most, most notably, former Missouri guard Jordan Clarkson, a guy who, well, Once Jalen Rose famously said that Jordan Clarkson, when he was with the Cleveland Cavaliers, plays like there's no scoreboard. That is not a compliment, ladies and gentlemen. In other words, here's a guy who's just out there trying to get points and doesn't really care about what's going on around him. Well, I think that, frankly, Quinn Snyder turned Jordan Clarkson's career around in the NBA to the point where Jordan is now a very, very valuable guard for the Utah Jazz and really would have been a valuable commodity on the market if the Jazz had chosen to move him along. But to me, that means, hey, does that mean Trey Young is salvageable? The former Oklahoma guard, a guy who, again, guy who looks like sometimes he's playing just out there by himself trying to see how many fantasy points he can get instead of playing real basketball. Well, maybe Quinn Snyder actually is the right guy for Trey Young. I think if anybody can do it, it might just be Quinn, the mighty Quinn. So, an interesting scenario there, and thanks again for joining me on this program called Locked on Mizzou. And if you've enjoyed it, I'd encourage you to check out Locked on College Basketball with Isaac Shade and Andy Patton and their bevy of guests throughout the college hoops landscape. That's Locked on College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get audio podcasts. 
So, until next time, I'm John Miller, and this has been Locked on Mizzou.